This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Show, and I am here with that sack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, celebrating this zombie Jesus day. I have the patron saint of Tom Wilson behind me for which we celebrate this holiday for. So that's right, right? That's how, that's what this thing's all about today, Sunday, Easter Sunday. Yeah, Easter Sunday is about the first time Thompson uh, reappeared after his first suspension. <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> all right. Well, um, if you're still listening and you're not offended by that uh thanks for tuning in caps fans we've got a great episode for you today we'll be uh uh, as always discussing some league news Uh, a couple important things happened at the nhl at large some injury reports and uh of course we'll be talking about the washington capitals and uh what the playoff picture looks like because the capitals are the only team who has yet to clinch in the east in the east sorry yeah, in the East, in the, in the division that matters. Right. So uh, I'd say we get right into it. What do you think? Let's do it. One, two, three. A little delayed on the old sound bite there. Um, yeah, right, what are you doing? So, what's that? What are you doing? I don't know. I miss. I must have uh, misclicked it. Um, you know. Polly, I played golf today. Yeah, how'd they go? Mm, pretty bad. Um, <clears throat> it was like 30 degrees, 33 degrees, just above freezing. We went to one course and it was closed, or at least wasn't open yet. And like, mind you, this is like 8 a.m. Like, this is some fucking bullshit. Me getting out of bed to fucking play golf at that, t- that hour. You know, like, it's not me, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> to quote you, I think one of your tweets about getting up early, hockey troll doesn't fuck for free. <laughs> That's true. Or before noon. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't, um, uh, well, I, I'm getting fitted for golf clubs, dude, on Monday. So. That's super exciting. I, I can't even hide my excitement. <laughs> Well, so, uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> let me tell you all about it. Uh, it's, it's like, right. a, it's like a three and a half hour session, bro, that I have to hit like a trackman. I'm, uh, uh, I won't tell you the, the brand in which I've, or the, the people who are fitting me because, uh, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to give away free advertisement, but while I'm in the session, I'll be like, yo, so, uh, you know, I've got about 700 followers on Twitter. Um, so, you know. If you want to cut me any deals on some clubs, we got we could we could I mean, work something out. A little ad read. <laughs> hey, doesn't hurt to ask. The worst they can say is no, or you know, get the hell away from me, you sick twisted bastard. That's probably yeah, probably the second, and we'll probably both. They'll probably say both of those. Um, but I'm super excited. So I just wanted to get some swings in. I've been uh, I've not exactly been practicing, but I've been trying to golf quite a few times. So I've been out twice and, you know, did a little top golf sesh where you just kind of hit balls and stuff. So I'm feeling my swings, what it's going to be, you know? So, yeah. And I, I think that's what they tell you to do when you get fitted. But for all you golf nuts out there, uh, I'll let you know how it goes and how much fucking money I spent. Um, thinking it's going to be like three grand. Does that mean that you won't need a ride to our championship beer league game? Oh, yeah. Probably. I mean, so it ends at 6. When's our game? Um, it's at 9 or 10.30. I just didn't know if you'd be in the uh, in town or in a nearby bigger town. I'll be in a nearby bigger town. Well, I guess that's up to you. We don't really need to discuss that now, do we? <laughs> <laughs> But you did you did mention Polly and I are in a championship game 
a, a series clinching. So this this beer league, I've never seen this before. Does other than like Tunnel Green? Shout out Tunnel Green. One year we did a series, or one or two years we did a series playoff. It was like best of three. I think I think Courtney even did like a best of five. One year. I think when it got to the finals, it was best of five, best of three to get there. Yeah, and then like everybody ended up saying this was stupid, and they wouldn't show up for like the last game, so they were just like, "We concede." Like, so it ended up being like a best of three. Yeah. So, game two of a three-game series, and um, you know, if we show up and do our job, we'll be champions by the time midnight rolls around for Tuesday. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I gotta hand it to the to the boys. You know, this team—they're super into it. They like, you know, the the GM of the team, GM coach, does like all sorts of. Is like a website for the team. I mean, he's into it, and um, I think that he's an IT guy, so you know, he he has that kind of natural knack and inclination for this to be a cool hobby. Like as far as doing digital stuff with it, um, and I think it's pretty cool. Uh, so. Yeah, it makes it a little more fun for me, I think. I mean, I'm happy to just show up and play, but the fact that you get a little extra a little extra fun out of it, get to see some photos and keep track of stuff, it makes it fun. makes it feel like I'm playing real hockey again. Well, you're not, but that's okay. Um, I know. I know, <laughs> but the, the feeling is there. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, I think that I think we got a good chance to just take it home. Uh, on on Monday, we haven't lost a game in the playoffs yet. Knock on wood. Um, and I think that I don't know. I mean, there's there is rumblings around the league that this this team's was a little shorthanded the first game, which we pretty much destroyed them. And then this game, this upcoming game, they're saying that it uh, they could be bringing out their full roster who couldn't make it. So. Next week, we'll we'll be sure to let you know if we're champs or if we blew a one game lead and lose the next two. Yeah, don't even put that out there, dude. Yeah, I don't want a repeat of our failure in, on the ice team. Yeah, that was uh, no bueno. I'm I'm still a little I'm still a little fucking salty about that, dude. Yeah, yeah, I really felt like we were gonna make a run. And, uh, you know, have something to brag about to all five of our listeners. Yeah. Make you guys think we're cool, but I guess not. I guess yeah. we should move Alas. on. Reality oh, one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess we should move on to some pretty sad news, um, about Mike Bossy, one of the greatest goal scorers in NHL history and a member of the New York Islanders for four straight Stanley Cup teams, um, died Friday. He was 65. He scored 573 goals in 752 games. Um, that is .76 goals per game average, um, and it's the highest in the league's history. He apparently had lung cancer. I didn't know about this. Uh, I don't ever remember hearing anything like that, but uh, definitely way too soon uh, for a legend to go. And it, it was kind of, you know, within a week, he, you'd heard maybe rumblings about him being sick and then gone. Uh, so, you know, rest in peace, Mike Bossy. I mean, definitely when they talk about the natural goal scorer, I mean, I don't think it gets, I think that's the only guy that you can really say, right? I mean, other than Ovechkin. Yeah. And, you know, just for reference, I believe Ovechkin's goals per game is 0.61. So, that is a significantly uh, higher scoring rate than Ovechkin. Um, so you know maybe if maybe if he had played a thousand games, he'd be you know two or three on the list. Um, also, he I think he's the only player to score nine fifty goal seasons in a row. No, he's the only one to score nine in a row in his first nine seasons. So he. Wow. I think he came into the league scoring 50 and just rolled with it for nine seasons. Um, and uh, there was another – I mean, he's, he's got all kinds of records. Um, yeah. Like you said, four-time cup champion. That was 
that was in the 80s. The Oilers had, or the the Islanders had their four, and then the Oilers beat them in the last one, and that led to the Oilers winning four in a row, or three in a row. So, absolute legend during a very uh, golden age of the league. And condolences to his family and friends. Right, no doubt. I mean, absolutely. And I mean, say what you want about goaltending in that era or whatever, that's still an incredible feat. Um, and the, he piled them on in such a short time, too. Like you look at his career and how how, how short it was. <clears throat> um, if you talk to Grumpy Old Man from the Never Say Die, Islanders Never Say Die podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network, he'll say Mike Bossy's probably the best goal scorer of all time. Uh, maybe outside Ovechkin, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so crazy stuff there. I mean, that sucks. And like, like Polly said, condolences to his family and, you know, definitely, uh, probably going to be joining old Gordy Howe up there in the, the big rink in the sky, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, with all the leather legends. So, um, interesting stuff there. I mean, unfortunate, but, uh, we'll, but moving on, uh, Cousin O'Connor instigated the uh, or investigated the NHL's PA handling of Kyle Beach's sexual assault and found that the PA and director Donald Fair were clear of wrongdoing. Uh, the report's public. I'll be talking about that on Thursday. We'll deep dive it a little bit and see what exactly went down here. Um, the Kraken versus the Jets April, th- April 13th game was rescheduled from May 1st due to weather. They were expecting the worst blizzard in decades in Winnipeg. Yeah. So I, I did check and I mean, they were getting hit with snow. I don't know if it, it got as bad as they thought it would be, but um, yeah, I mean, just crazy canceling games in, in April for snow, but it is Canada. <laughs> right. God, thank God I don't live in Winnipeg. Yeah. And I don't think either team's going to the playoffs. So, I don't think it's really super relevant, but still, I mean, it's professional. They got to play the game. Yeah, a little. In, it's interesting tidbit of news, that's for sure. Uh, Dallas Eakins will return as coach of the Anaheim Ducks, who picked up the option on his contract for next season on Tuesday. Um, he's got to wrangle all those little douchebag kids on that team, skilling it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Doing God's work. Good for him. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, he may be he may be five years away from a cup with some of that talent and how they're already overperforming now. Mm-hmm. He he might be he might have a cup on the horizon for himself. He may, but I don't know. Easier said than done, right? As we yeah, all know. It takes a long time to get there. Right. Um, ben Myers signed a two-year entry-level contract with the Colorado Avalanche on Wednesday. That begins this season. Financial terms are not disclosed. He led Minnesota in points as a Hobie Baker finalist and played for USA and uh, Team USA in Beijing and was undrafted. Yeah, undrafted. He scored in his debut against the Hurricanes on Saturday night. That game was wild. Um, it was. Yeah. It looked like two of the best teams in the league. It, it, it looked... It looked like a Stanley Cup game. Um, I mean, Total I think the Avalanche ended up too. Win- yeah, yeah. I think the Avalanche ended up winning six three, but I mean, it was nonstop action, and he scored the third or fourth goal, so very important in the game. First yeah. shot, first game, first goal. I mean, the hockey that was being played <clears throat> was just no holds barred. It was. Uh, I actually tuned into that game. Uh, incredible game, as you said. I mean, it was just, I mean, and it was back and forth too. Uh, you know, I mean, Carolina really punched back, but, uh, it's, it was interesting to see. I think Carolina got a little, uh, little caught up in the Avalanche's game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, I think the Avs got out to a three, nothing lead and, you know, in the first period and and I was thinking, okay, I mean, this is a surprise to, Mm -hmm. to dominate like this. And then Carolina was like, eh, you know, we're Carolina, so here we come. Yeah, I almost didn't turn it on because I saw that after the first, it was 3 nothing. I was like, hmm, but I turned it on and I'm glad I did. Um, so, uh, you know, if you look at the rest of the game, Carolina should probably feel good the last two periods. They basically tied, but just a bad start um, put, them, put them out. So uh, I had thought that 
we might be looking at a Stanley Cup final, but we'll see. Yeah, and you know, looking at what this kid's been through this season, you know, if if things had fallen correctly, he potentially could have been a national champion, Hobie Baker winner, and gold medalist if Team USA would have beaten Slovakia and, you know, showed up and won that game. I'm like, he had the potential to win, and, and then if the Avalanche win the Stanley Cup, he could have taken home a quadruple crown if, right. uh, if the stars had aligned. But even though he didn't win all those things, still the fact that he was in the Frozen Four, you know, one of the finalists, a goal away from the medal round, I mean, he's he's been in some very impressive spots just in the last couple months. Yeah, a lot of opportunity for this kid for sure. So, And undrafted too, so... <clears throat> Definitely got a chip on his shoulder, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Carey Price made his debut on uh, on Friday. It was a 3 nothing loss to the Islanders. Um, Sorokin was his seventh shutdown of the season, so he has tied Varlamov last season and another Islanders goalie for the most in the franchise history in a season. Um they were out. They outshot the Islanders. I believe it was forty-four to twenty, and Sorokin just played out of his mind. And you know, Carey Price had a very understandable, not so great game. Seventeen shots, three goals, or seventeen saves out of twenty. It's not terrible, but it's not great. But you know, keep in mind this is his first start since Game Five of last year's Stanley Cup in July seventh. On July seventh, so. You know, after all he's been through, it's good to see him back. And um, I even heard on the NHL Network they were thinking, you know, maybe he'll go to management and ask to be moved. And it's good that he's getting some games under his belt to at least, you know, market himself and show that he's he's back and ready to play next season. If he decides he does want to move, he'll be um, he'll have more than just his name and his past. He'll have some some current stuff to entice people. Yeah, because he hasn't played in a long time for sure. I mean, what? Um, and he took a break because of like a mental health issue, right? He went through the substance program. Okay. And then he also, I think it was an ankle injury. Um, once he, he he had dealt with personal and physical issues during this time frame, so he. I believe his most – I think the injury was more recent than the, the substance program. Gotcha. And it might have contributed to – and that I don't think they disclosed, like, what exact substance he was in there for. But, uh, you know, injuries could contribute to that. And, uh, you know, it's uh, a slippery slope. Uh, we can thank modern medicine for that, I guess, a little bit, huh? Or maybe yeah. not medicine, but pharmaceutical companies. And whatnot. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Moving on, though. Two black on ice officials worked a game together for the first time in NHL history Thursday. Referee Jordan Samuels Thomas and linesman Shandor Alfonso officiated the Chicago vs. San Jose uh, thir- uh, game Thursday on April fourteenth. Are uh, were they? They were both refs, huh? Not linesmen. No, no. Uh, Shandor was a linesman. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you have that. Uh, so, ref, ref uh, Samuels Thomas, and then linesman Alfonso. So, cool, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's good to see. You know, one game, half of the officials were were black guys. So, um, you know, we're getting slowly, but we're getting some more uh, improvement for, as they say, hockey for everyone. Exactly, exactly, no doubt. Um, only one spot in the East remains to the playoffs, likely with the Caps. It means a matchup with Florida. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Colorado, St. Louis, and Calgary have clinched in the West. So West is still pretty much up for grabs, it looks like. And I think that there can be teams that go in and out as well. I mean, I think Vegas is still on the hunt, uh, but would love to see them miss yeah, I think Vegas and Vancouver are really competing for one of those last spots. Uh, surprisingly, the Kings are looking to be the third slot in the Pacific. So good to see that franchise bouncing back a little bit. 
some of those old guys are still there, Quick and Kopitar, Dustin Brown. So you know, it'd be nice to see them make the playoffs. But uh, and with the Kings where they are, at least they wouldn't have to play the Avalanche first round. So that's a blessing. <laughs> right. Um, I saw them dash the hopes of Columbus making a playoff appearance uh, last night, I believe, on Saturday. <clears throat> And yeah. uh, Dustin Brown scored, and I mean, yeah, looking at a bit of a resurgence and quick. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the Kings can do. Uh, you know, they've they stay true to their identity. I believe, I believe it's McClellan, or I'm sorry, um, I can't remember their their coach's name, but he was at one point with San Jose, um, <clears throat> and you know, they've their whole team is built around protecting a one goal lead, so. Uh, you know that's what they did, and they shut them down, shut the the Blue Jackets down. Two to one was the final score. So interesting stuff. I mean, widening the gap between them and Vegas, which you love to see. Absolutely love to see it. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, it is McClellan. Todd McClellan. My bad. Okay. Is he related to George? I don't know. No idea. Um, you mean Brian? Brian McCall? Yeah. The Caps? Yeah. Um, he's not McPhee. Yeah. McPhee. <laughs> um, I have no idea, but yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, I think it's just a coincidence. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, injuries, though. Big one. Austin Matthews' day-to-day describes minor injury and out of an abundance of caution. So, hey, might as well save this guy. It looks like the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to obviously make it into the playoffs. Uh, but I, I think this is a wise move. Get him ready for yeah. keep him keep him healthy for the playoffs. That's where you're going to need him most. I think really the only reason to you know encourage him to to play through it would be if he was chasing the Rocket Richard. But I think he's pretty much got that locked up uh, as well as possibly the Hart Trophy for MVP. So I think with them in a, a playoff spot, not really a whole chance of moving up from there where they're currently seated, and the fact yeah. that he has pretty much locked up at least one individual award, it would be very unwise to have him play seemingly meaningless games. Yeah, no doubt. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the Atlantic seems to be pretty set. <clears throat> and honestly, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs could probably use a little bit of uh, hardening without their stud. You know, let's see if we can do it without it. You know, let's play yep. a little better. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. He, I'm sure we'll see him in first round of the playoffs. He'll probably want one or two warm-up games there uh, right before playoffs start if it is truly just a minor, minor injury. But um, definitely newsworthy. Um, <clears throat> suspensions. Malkin ended up getting four games for his trash cross-check to the face of Nashville's Mark Barawicki. Uh, should have been lifetime, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I agree with that, but it was pretty bad. Um, and, you know, really, it's not worth getting upset over, I think, for Penguin fans, because he's back before the playoffs. So it's really, they're in the playoffs. He'll be back. It really is no big deal. Like, it's a million, all it, all it ends up being is the the feelings are hurt of fans and he, a millionaire is losing some money. Like, really, no one's hurt here at all. Well, except for Mark Barowiecki. But <laughs> right. um, by no means is this suspension unfair. Oh, no. In fact, it's light. Uh, you know, Malkin is like Phil Kessel 2.0 with the stick play. Uh, you know, the last time he got suspended, he wildly swung his stick at Raffle's head. I mean, the dude's a fucking like idiot. like a baseball bat. Yeah. He's, he's a fucking dumbass. I... I he, I don't know what I hope. I would love to see Nashville take some fucking runs at him. You know, nice, clean, legal hits that hurt him. <laughs> yeah. Do it within the rules, but do it hard. Yeah, exactly. It's always better to be the hammer than the nail. Yeah. Ryan Hartman got fined. Uh, <laughs> $4,250 for flipping Evander Kane the bird for an unsportsmanlike. You can't do that, uh, but 
gotta love the state of hockey, just Venmoing him money for the fine, which he ended up like, I think raising like 30 grand for a, ch- he donated to charity. He's going to pay the fine, which yeah. that's the good guy move. You, you know, you did something wrong. You can't flip people off. Uh, that's totally against the rules. You know, that's, that's the case, but uh, <laughs> to, to take the money even and put it towards a great cause. I mean, what a good story. Only in the game of hockey would this story be a story. Yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, with trash talk, there's at least plausible deniability there. When you flip someone off, everybody sees it. You exactly. Know, there's, there's no avoiding that. Um, I think we're all thinking that when it comes to Evander Kane, though. So, you know, uh, I think that led to all the support because we're all just like, this guy's a dick. Like, no one. Nobody likes no one's game. upset that he got the bird flipped to him. Um, and actually, uh, someone saw that one of the people who post or donated was Evander Kane's ex-wife, and I believe it was a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> I would just make a Venmo of her name and donate. <laughs> yeah, do some, some spamming. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know why it got so heated and why he felt that was the he needed to do that, but obviously. Kane got under his skin, uh, which is what he's known for. So, uh, interesting stuff. I, I think it, I, I mean, and like I said, only in hockey, man. Like, so here's, here's the TLDR of, of this professional sports athlete gets in fight during game flips off opponent fans pay his fine. <laughs> hmm. Fans donate over $30,000 to pay his fine. <laughs> Fucking awesome. I, I love it. Yeah. Good stuff. Hockey rules. Uh, and you know what else rules, Polly? What's that? DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can just bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Fantasy Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and older restrictions apply. See show notes for details. How'd I do, Paul? Very well. I'm, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> You want to talk about the Caps? Let's do it. All right. In today's oh, Washington Rap... Oh, sorry. I, was oh, just I just wanted s- to say, before we get into it, um, the it looks like the South Carolina Stingrays, the Capitals' ECHL affiliate, mm-hmm. missed the playoffs. Um, and the Hershey Bears look to be... On the verge of missing, but they're still currently in the hunt. I see they're they're two points ahead of Wilkesbury, but Wilkesbury has two games at hand. So if they lose both of those, I think they'll make the playoffs. But um, I mean, South Carolina was pretty terrible. They're at the bottom of their division. Um, uh, so it could be the Capitals are the only team in the organization that make the playoffs. Brutal, brutal. Um. Yeah. Well, way to start the Washington wraparound off off right, Polly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to do it later because we're going to end on a happy note, probably. That's true. That's true. No doubt. Um. You know, Capstones. This week was uh pretty fucking sick. Uh, uh, it was. Let's just say it was a roller coaster of a week, and it was uh typical Caps hockey. I would say. Um. But, like, the highs were high and the lows were low. Uh, so, yeah. you know, stop me if you've heard this before, but the Caps are a little bit inconsistent. Um, <laughs> starting off on the 12th, uh, Philadelphia and comes to D.C., right? They're, in, they're at home? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm golfing at this point, and I'm, like, listening to it and like, oh, yeah, sweet Philly. This was the game that I thought that if we were going to lose, it would have been Philadelphia. For some reason, Philly's got our number. It's just kind of like that that 
unspoken rivalry, I think. Uh, also, the very first Caps game I ever went to back in the MCI Center, if that tells you how old I am, um, they had uh, – there was a bunch of – it was we were playing Philadelphia. Uh, pretty sure we won. But all I remember mostly is there was a ton of Philly fans outside the arena just like – screaming fuck dc and i was like hmm seems I've, I've never encountered a philadelphian before and this is literally on brand with everything that i've heard well they're probably still mad that he became the capital not philly you know with all the history there during the colonies just a rivalry carried over hundreds of years yeah right there you go. Sure. Let's yeah. let's harken back to American history to see why Philadelphians are, are water trash filth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a good place to start at the beginning. Yeah. There you go. Fair enough, Polly. Good one. Um, you know, I, I will say though, I have I have uh, stayed in Philadelphia. I've, I've gone to Philadelphia uh, before. I uh, visited this fine city, and I actually I didn't mind it. It was a pretty cool city to to chill out in. Uh, like you said, a lot of like great history there. Um, you know, the old Liberty Bell and and other things of the sort were all um, ever present and just really kind of a cool little town. Very walkable too, which is nice. Um, but back to the game, an absolute fucking blowout by the Washington Capitals with a nine to two, nine nine goal, nine to two win. Um, and you know, Ovi scored his first backhanded a rebound from behind the goal line and bounced it off Hart for his 776 career goal. I like it. I think that was a, a nice little heads up play. And, you know, when I was listening to the, to the game, I think John Walton was out, uh, but had another guy there announcing and he was like, Ovechkin scores from everywhere. Oh, it might have been the Philadelphia um, team uh, saying that. No, I think I think um, they had national coverage. Oh, yeah, that's right. Men. That's right. That's right. That's right. National TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, starting off right, you know, uh, there were only two caps without a point, and that's Jensen and Mojo, uh, <laughs> which – Seems a little uncharacteristic, especially for Jensen uh, on a gong show win like this. But, hey, everybody was chipping in, and, uh, you know, it was just a really solid game all around. Um, you know, after the game, the Flyers are mad that Ovi was out through the entire power or power play in the third. Uh, apparently, uh, Tom Wilson said to the bench, how else is he supposed to catch Gretzky? Gretzky? <laughs> Which is a little bit of like a sly chirp, right? Like how, how else, if not to pile on you fucking turds, <laughs> you know, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hilarious. Um, so yeah, same Tom, same. That was your line, by the way, you're supposed to take that. Yeah. Well, you know, you like saying all the things I type. So, you know, Oh yeah. I'm very much like a fucking anchor man there. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll read anything on the teleprompter. um so what else happened of note i mean we're not going to go through every single one of these goals i mean like i said it was domination from the start from uh from uh washington i I mean i don't i think that the first period ended like them up 3-1 or something i mean it was over right out the gate yeah yeah and i mean lots of scoring Lots of stuff happened, but you know, one thing I think really needed talked about was Shiri's goal. Um, you know, Kuzi doing what Kuzi does, just skates around the entire zone with the puck. They're following him. They're watching Ovechkin on the boards. Well, o- Ovi gets it to Kuzi. Kuzi skating up towards towards the point, and it looked like basically out of his peripheral vision, he saw Shiri wide open in front of the net. Like there was no one below the circles. He gets it to Shiri. Shiri just makes Hart look ridiculous with a whole bunch of stick handles and, and puts it in. But Kuzi's vision in the past, you know, he put it through a couple of people. Um, you know, he made Hart look like a baby deer fresh out of the womb. <laughs> Bambi. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, 
you can't miss from that. Uh, and like you said, it was tape to tape too, which is even more impressive. Like Shiri basically didn't even have to move. It just got handed it on a silver platter, little, little dipsy do in front of the net. And yeah. I believe it was just like a forehand kind of backhand, uh, up over the pads. I mean, too easy. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know if I've said this yet, but I really like Shiri, Obi and Kuzi together. That is a really good line. You like it, huh? Interesting. Yeah. I think I think they complement each other well. Huh. And, you know, that's that's not probably not a combo a lot of people have thought about. Um, so we'll see if it sticks. You know, I will applaud Laviolette for at least, you know, while he may be kind of blackballing some of the younger guys, <clears throat> McMichael, but at the same time, he's not afraid mid-game to just blend up lines like, you know, put somebody somewhere, uh, you know, do, do something right. Um, I, I don't know if it's gotten to a point of overhandling, but I think that I would much rather have a coach that is willing to make the decision unapologetically that things aren't working and make changes there and, you know, take responsibility if, if they don't work out or at least, you know, experiment a little versus a coach that's just going to like, these are the lines and I'm never going to change them mid game, you know? Yeah. So, uh, we'll see how it works in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we'll, let's move on to the, the one bad thing this week. Um, you know, Toronto came in or the caps went up to Toronto for their two game Canadian trip. And, um, you know, they're, Probably, I'm sure everybody was looking at Ovi versus Matthews. What's going to happen here? Neither one of them scored. Of course. Um, Total let. You know, Le- yeah. Uh, Lease came out. They went up 2 nothing in the first. That put Matthews over the 100-point mark for the season with one of his assists. Nice. And after the second, it was 6-3. to three. Uh, Carlson and Wilson had those goals. Um, so I guess it was actually 6-2 to two after the second. Um and then both teams scored in the third. Nick Dowd had the goal. Sammy, he saved 15 of 19 and VTech 10 of 3. I mean, I, I didn't take a whole lot of notes because this was just a beat down. And, I mean, I think that quick summary really is all we need to, to go with. Yeah, and um, from what I – I didn't watch this game, but from what I understand, Samsonov was had one of his off days, if you will, uh, and didn't show up for, you know, the time that he was in net. Did you... Yeah, so half of Samsonov's career. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, I think he's I think he's one of the best goalies in the league when he's on. He's right. just not consistent. Sure. Uh, I mean, you could say that about a lot of goalies in the past, right, that washed out of the True. league. Um, so, to your point, yeah, I mean, We'll see, but obviously uh, Vitek coming in and still letting up three in relief um, didn't sway Laviolette's opinion because I do believe that he started in Montreal, Vitek did. He did, yes. Yeah. Um, And, you know, then we roll in two days later to French Canada and basically wipe the floor, mop the floor with uh, with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, wouldn't have liked to see us give up four goals, but it was okay uh, in in uh, when, you, when you look at the bigger picture of us scoring eight. So, dude, I mean, we're looking at football scores all week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least soccer or lacrosse scores. Right, right. Um I mean, again, this was – I fell asleep during this game because I was like, it's Montreal. Like, we should be beating them, if not crushing them. And in the beginning, it was kind of like, meh. Like, we were beating them, but not like this. And then all of a sudden, like, the floodgates opened. And, uh, you know, uh, a notable little little uh, tidbit for Nick Dowd, a deflection from Orlov's shot from the point, gave him his 100th career point. So, congratulations, to Nick Dowd, killing it. Um, and then, you know, Jake Evans tied the game early in the second during a four-on-four. Mantha netted two quick goals, though. I mean, Mantha Ray uh, in full form within uh, 30 seconds, and 
then polling from Montreal scored. Yeah, that was all on the four on four. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, so special teams and just a wild game, huh? Yeah, three goals on in one four on four. I mean, that was the thing that really happened in this game. There were quite a few times where either a team was scoring too quickly or the uh, one team answered very quickly. And it was, I mean, it was definitely for the goal scoring fans. This was a, another good game to watch. Yeah. Um, so what else happened? What Kuzi continued the revenge tour, which we've kind of like let up on, but it's still in full effect. Yeah. I mean, he, he went coast to coast, attracted all the attention to himself. You know, I mean, he's so scary with the puck that you forget about the greatest goal scorer of all time who Kuzi found wide open in the slot. And he just, you know, um, kind of like a, like a one-time wrist shot catching it from his or from his his backhand side you know one of those and he just went uh over the glove i believe so the so the caps took a four to two lead into the into the third and then two minutes into the third polling made it four to three with his second goal of the game but then like i think it was like a, a i think that was during the 17th minute the first goal and then during the 16th minute hathaway Backhanded goal five hole, and then another quick goal came from Orlov with a nice snipe through traffic. That was really beautiful. He continues to um, rack up the points on his highest goal scoring career, uh, career year. Yep. And then we get midway through the third. Schultz had a nice snipe through. Uh, uh, I guess traffic is the word I was going to say there. I don't know. I've been I've been zoning out, so I'm yeah. sorry about all that. Is it power play but, through, uh, in the, on the power play though? Schultz gets one. Yeah, power play and Ovi wasn't even out there on the power play, and I think it was still kind of early in the power play. I mean, it felt it definitely wasn't the last ten seconds or anything. So, um, but yeah, Schultz got himself a goal, and then another quick response a few minutes later. Suzuki he had a nice high glove goal coming down the side shooting in stride. Yeah. And then uh, the Caps finished their, their double-up effort when Oshie tapped in the pass from Kuzi. I mean, so they're on the power play, and Kuzi gets to his spot at the top of the circle on the boards, and just he put it through a couple people, and Oshie's standing in the back door. It almost looked like he kicked it, but he had his stick in front of his skate, and it was just – he just had his stick there. He didn't even tap it in. Kuzi just bounced it off of Oshie's blade. <laughs> into the net. Um, I mean, the passing for Kuzi was just so on point. It was beautiful. So 8-4, to four, big win. Kuzi, probably your, your MVP, and he didn't even score. He was just setting up sweet goals. Just Johnny Appleseed out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, seat. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, overall, I would say it's a positive. You know, you hate to see us lose to Toronto. Uh, especially because generally we don't. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it's good to see the depth of scoring that we're getting right now. Whereas defense, I think, has been our strong suit all season. So I, I'm comfortable with that. Like if the defense maybe took a couple lapses or whatever, we got some shitty goaltending. I, I mean, I feel like those are easily remedied and, and able to be kind of set back and track easier, you would think with the season that we've had uh, where uh, sometimes we've had some spotty offensive uh, stretches there. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think it's good to see the offense coming alive this time of year. It's better than having a hot offense in the beginning and then being scared here in April. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable with the, the system that's in place, how the, the team defense has been. And, you know, Getting the guys hot and confident heading into the playoffs is a very good thing. Absolutely. So since we lost to Minnesota on the third, um, we've cracked off a win against Tampa Bay, 4-3, smoked the Penguins, beat Boston 4-2, destroyed Philly, got destroyed by Toronto, and then destroyed Montreal. We're just scorched earth right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a good two weeks for the Caps. I mean, to be completely honest, uh, I 
believe we need what you said one more game to clinch one more win yeah i was i was doing the math and i'm pretty sure the only way the caps don't make the playoffs is if the islanders win the rest and the caps don't win again right which <laughs> crazier shit has happened so i'm just not going to say anything <laughs> yeah hmm. uh we're looking at seven games left, and then the best the best time in sports starts, and that is the NHL playoffs. I mean, I, in professional sports, I, in North America, I really don't think how you could argue that the NHL playoffs is not the absolute best sports viewing experience. Oh, I yeah, completely agree. It it's it takes the best sport in the world to a whole new level. Um, every, I mean, there's. Maybe one in one in fifty are a boring game to watch, right? Compared to the season where it's probably one in seven that are boring. So, right? Um, yeah, the intensity, the the passion, the fans—it's all immediate. I think even the coverage gets better. So, uh, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Well, the coverage being better as far as national broadcasts go is a very low bar to stumble over. So let's hope that is the case. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the Caps play Florida in the first round, most likely Florida at least. Um, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't look like the Islanders can go on a heater and knock the Penguins out, which, hey, you know, we were pretty much dreaming about that anyways. Uh, so things are kind of locked in. The Penguins could take a dip, and, you know, that would put uh, most likely, again, you know, we're speaking kind of a lot of hypotheticals here, but most likely it would put the uh, Capitals against New York if the Penguins drop down to a wild card spot, and then the Penguins would just get destroyed by Florida. Yeah. I mean, I'd like that better than playing Florida for the Caps. Yeah. Uh, but New York's scary, so I don't know. I mean, it's just it's, it's, it's not a good, <laughs> not great situation. There are no, yeah, there are no good options here for the Capitals. There, right. There's nothing to be comfortable with, I'll say that. Sure, absolutely. It's it's good we made the playoffs as we should, um, and we'll see what what happens in the postseason. Uh, our predictions last week, we both went three and zero, and I mean, if you take the surplus in goals from the other two games, we definitely would have beat Toronto if we would have just scored a couple on on them. But uh, it did not happen. Caps went two and one, so we were both wrong there. Um, two OV goals. I said three, so I'm and, – and you said four, Polly. So I'm yeah. taking the win this week. Yeah, you're you're the winner by proximity. Right, exactly. Next week we have the Avalanche uh, on the 18th. It's just like – again, it's a it's two games – it's a two-day spread between each, and then we have a fourth game, which is going to be a back-to-back against the Leafs uh, back at home. So this – Canadian trip was the start of a grueling five game away uh, road trip that is going to include the Avalanche, Vegas, and you know they're gonna they're gonna let us off easy with the with the Coyotes there at the end. But you know started off with Toronto and we got Montreal, so it's a long trip with a couple cupcakes built in there. But it's definitely um, the last. I mean, it's it's tough to be like this out in the playoffs and. I guess it's just going to get us ready for not having home ice advantage in the playoffs. But, um, <laughs> you know, interesting stuff. I mean, I, it's the schedule maker, man. The Washington Capitals have had a pretty tough schedule down the stretch. Uh, and honestly, I think that we've done as well as we should have. We could have done better, for sure. But still looking at a pretty secure playoff spot. So uh, I'm pumped about that. So we've got the Avs, like I said, Vegas. Uh, Arizona and then Toronto again. So maybe a little revenge against Toronto at home uh, on the 23rd. And then what? Probably one more week and it's over? Yeah. Regular season? Yeah. So after Toronto, we've got the Islanders back-to-back and then we end the season on the 29th with the Rangers. Wild. So Stay tuned for that. Captions, obviously, will be with you every step of the way, giving you some updates and whatnot. Um, tune in to us on Thursday, where we will be talking about 
the Kyle Beach situation in the NHLPA and the, in the hockey show hip check. And then, Paulie, what are you going to be talking about? Some new developments with the PWHPA, some stuff to look forward to next season. Um, the PWHPA hasn't announced things, but there are preliminary reports. So tune in to hear about the future of women's hockey in North America. Absolutely. Do you have anything else to add? Sorry, I kind of just kept going uh, about the Caps, though. No, no, I think I think we covered it all. Um, what do you got for predictions? How many Ovi goals? Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, War game. How many does he need to hit 50? I think he's at 47 right now. Four goals. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with three. Put him right at 50. Okay. Now I think he's going to shatter 50. Uh, I'm going to say two and two. Highly, I don't think I've gone a 500 week the entire fucking season, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna go two and two, but I'm putting the uh, overtime spin on it, so they're gonna go two one and one. Oh my god! Of course, I knew you were gonna fucking do that. I knew you were gonna do that. All right. Wow, you know me so well. <laughs> I knew you were gonna try to copy me, but you didn't want to be like so close that you that it was a straight off rip, straight rip off. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Caps fans, again, thanks for tuning in. Catch us on Thursday. But until then, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.